Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Full Power, where we lead men in ardently pursuing God. So thankful and blessed to have Alman Gunter in the remote studio today. He's joining us. Uh, we're going to dig into his testimony and what God's doing in his life here after this. Hang, hang with us. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Alman, thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey man, thanks for inviting me, Andrew. I'm really uh, excited to be here, brother. Yeah, I am too. And uh, we just met each other about 30 seconds ago. So we're we're fast friends, old acquaintances. Fast friends. Yep, yeah. yep. feel like we've known each other for years. And uh, we are, our mutual acquaintance is Larry. Uh, and yep. uh, what an amazing guy. And uh, so very thankful for that connection. And so, so blessed and thankful to have you on the show, man. Well, again, man, thank you for inviting me. And, uh, you know, thanks for the professor, you know, for, That's for right. mentioning me to you, you know. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, before we kind of get into it, you mind opening us up in a word of prayer? Oh, yeah, no problem. Let's do it. Hey, dear Heavenly Father, I want to come to you and just say thank you for this opportunity to fellowship with Andrew. Uh, may our conversation uh, be uh, led in a way that it, it brings people closer to Christ. Um, thank you, God, for all you do. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. All right. So um, I want to give everybody a quick update uh, with kind of what's going on here with Full Power. Uh, we've kind of got not too much really big going to be happening in quarter four, but in quarter one, we expect uh, kind of uh, start really getting in with the community piece that we've been talking about. So we're really excited about that. And uh, we've got some really cool guests uh, coming up as well. So kind of stay tuned for that, guys. And uh, with no further ado, uh, Alman, tell us, tell us, uh, you know, kind of when you first met Jesus and kind of how your story unfolded from there, man. Well, you know, I'm an old country boy. And, uh, you know, when you're a country boy, you just raised in the church. Yep. Uh, you know, I, as far back as I can remember, I mean, that, that was just something you had to do. You know, it was Sunday school every Sunday. And. Hey, you didn't talk back. You, uh, yep. you, you know, you just went in and you, and you got the word. And uh, and my mother was, you know, she she's one of those God fearing women. I always say that I'm here today because she just stood in the gap for me. You know mm. what I mean? Like she yep. she was, hey, she she was a praying mother. And uh, so I know the things that I've been able to accomplish is is definitely through her. So, um, you know, so all my life, I mean, you know, the church has been a, a big part of what I do and who I am. I mean, I was in the choir and all those things. And actually my grandmother, uh, who just passed away in 2020 was actually 109. Wow. And she actually, you know, was one of the, you know, she built the church that we, we used to go to. She, wow. She what a legacy. So, uh, so yeah, it's just been, it's just always been a part of, of, you know, who I was and, 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 you know, you, you couldn't really talk back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that. I hear that. And, um, so I, I watched, uh, I watched just enough or listened to just enough of your show to kind of be dangerous. So I'm going to take a stab <laughs> at a few things and, and you tell me if I'm off base, but, um, your acronym, Almond Gunter experience age, I, I think you kind of said that's kind of like a, a tribute almost a little bit to your grandmother and her, her 109 yeah, years, right? Yeah, actually to my mother. I mean, you know, oh, it's, mother, yeah. it's like for for me, um, you know, age is more than a number, right? It's an experience. Yeah. And I think, you know, through our experiences, um, you know, I always say, you know, that failure, you know, isn't fatal and success yeah. isn't permanent. 
And so I never fail. I just always learn. I think it's always a learning opportunity. So I think if we use those experiences to really learn, it's always just an opportunity to be better. Yeah. Uh, so what we do at Age is, you know, our, our main goal is to help people maximize their potential. You know, mm -hmm. I always tell people that for me, when I wake up every day, I don't really have to make any adjustments uh, because it's just simply about anybody that comes into my space. You know, I want to know how can I make them better? You know, how yeah. do I help people be the best versions of themselves? Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the goal. Um, something that, you know, my parents kind of instilled in me, like at the end of the day, you got to own it, your name's on it, you yeah. are the brand. Um, and, and so I've always felt like that's kind of the best way to, to get people to really, you know, come to Christ is just yeah. lead with your life. Matter of fact, that's the title of my last book that I wrote, which is a leadership book, mm -hmm. uh, is, is lead with your life. I think if you do that, um, you don't really have to say much. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, true. It'll, it'll speak for yourself. Yeah, that's good, man. And uh, so I, I think, you know, we kind of, I don't know if you've kind of encountered this, but I've seen a lot of times in Christian circles, we almost have a fear of success and performance and ambition. And, yes. and I think, I think that's completely anti-biblical. It's, it's, it's a, it's not in sync with, with what Christ tells us. And, and tell, talk to me from your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I say to people that, you know, I know there's a lot of things that I do that I probably if you put it on paper, I shouldn't be able to do it. Um, but I'm one of those weird people that, you know, I just believed all the stuff they were saying in church. You know, yeah. I, I, I believe that that he's a limitless God and I believe mm -hmm. that it was already done. So it's kind of like, why am I afraid? I, I, you know, I talk a lot about I think that most people are afraid of success because it's an expectation. Once you show someone that you could be successful, then all of a sudden now they expect it. You know, it's kind of like if, if your child came home and made, you know, straight A's the first quarter, then of course you want them to make it the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter. And so I think that's what happens to people. I always say they don't aim high and miss. I think they aim low and hit and mm -hmm. then they get really comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that that's what God planned. I, I mean, you know, his whole thing is, look, I want conflict, challenge and change in your life because that's the only way to produce growth. Yeah. And so every day I'm just like, you know, I'm thankful for my problems. I told people when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is thank God for my problems because there's some problems mm -hmm. I don't want. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, I, but I've learned through those things that I'm always growing and it's the only way to grow. I mean, you can't grow in times of ease. Um, so, you know, when I, when I, when I look through the Bible and, you know, I'm an Old Testament guy. I just felt yeah. like their faith was just a whole different level. You know, when I think about, you know, people like Moses and and, and, and what he did, you know, it's kind of like until you're up against it, I don't think you really appreciate how far God has brought you or where he's taking you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Good. Like, like, like I, I think you, you have to be in those times of adversity. And I always say, you know, when times are hard, that's when we want to think about God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's when we pray more. That's when we do all those things more. Uh, so for me, I just go, you know what? I want every day to be like that. Yeah. Every in day. his presence every minute. Every single day. And, and, you know, and so the slogan for my company is actually every day's game day. Yeah. Every day's game day. And, um, and so like, you know, we just had Thanksgiving yeah. and, 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 you know, people get so stressed out about the holidays and I just go, man, every day is a holiday. Yeah. You know, if you just live like every day is a holiday. Right. So so think about it, especially this time of year when you take Thanksgiving and it rolls into Christmas, man, people are nicer. They're kinder. They're more giving. They're more loving. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, OK, what's wrong with this picture? Shouldn't we just like if we just roll this every single day? 
Yeah. I mean, it would be a, m- a much play- better place, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Every day, game day, man. Every day. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, uh, no doubt. I, I, and I, I picked up on that when I was listening to your show and, uh, um, I gotta, I gotta confess to you, man. I kind of got a little bit of bro crush on your show. It's, it's, it's like my favorite <laughs> listen now. I love how you guys. Oh, like that's, how- good. that's awesome, man. We, 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 um, you know, every week we try to put podcasts again that, that help people just maximize their potential. Yeah. I think, you know, God has given all of us gifts and you just got to find what that is and, and what you're passionate about. Um, uh, you know, for me, my, my walk with God was kind of like, my mother, I mean, my mother just basically knew, you know, like I tell people sometimes like, man, you, you just got to listen to your mom because I was a, you know, good athlete in three sports, basketball, football, track and field, but I'm really nerdy. I was a nerd. I never mm-hmm. missed a day. Hey, that's okay. Team, I can relate. <laughs> and uh, so I always say I was a superhero, you know, superheroes mm-hmm. are really nerdy, but you know, they got some physical stuff going on too. Yeah. And, but I wanted to play football in college and my mother said, no way, not going to happen. Pick another sport. Um, so I chose track and field and of course went on to be one of the best in the world. So I always say, okay, my mother was a genius, Yeah. but her whole thing was, you know, it was always about just education and getting yourself better because there's some work that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, she realized long before I did that the work that I was supposed to do was to help kids. Mm. She's like, I'm telling you, you're here to help kids. And, uh, and it took me <laughs> Man, it took me a while to get there because I kept, you know, fighting. Hey, God, yeah. come on. This is not. I, I, no, I don't. But you know what? When God has it for you, no, you're going to do it. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. You, and that's so strong it. to have have a mom or a parent or, you know, an influence in there that's speaking God's truth in your life. It's so it's so motivating and so powerful. Well, and, and it's funny. I mean, like I said, I mean, she knew it long before I knew it. I mean, in 1991, I was headed to Europe to run for the first time. And actually, my fourth grade teacher, who really is the person who inspired me uh, when I was a kid growing up, she was actually retiring from, from teaching that year and had me oh, yeah. come in and speak. So it was the first time I ever spoke, and it was to a bunch of kids. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you fast forward to I started my company, and I'm speaking for Fortune 500 companies all over the world. And my mother's kind of like, okay, I mean, that's good, but you're going you're gonna to take care of these babies. I mean, her, mm-hmm. her whole thing was like, okay, you can keep running, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and she was, she was just spot on. She was yeah. spot on. And, and, and I've always, you know, at the end of the day, whatever we want and whatever we want to inspire to be, I mean, we first got to, you know, do it ourselves and then we got to inspire kids. Yeah. I said, if you really want to change the world, you know, go through kids. And yeah. uh, so, I, so I, I have this running joke that I'm going to take over the world with, with toddlers. It's going <laughs> to just be me and a bunch of toddlers and we're going to run the world There you um, go. because they're just so open and, and, and they want to learn. And, 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 you know, they have this energy and they have this energy that says, you know what, I believe. And uh, so every day I just I just try to keep walking that walk. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. And, uh, you know, I think I think something that I really, really liked about your show, too, is just how bite-sized everything is. You know, you guys take like one primary word and I yes. think that's that's incredibly powerful. It makes it manageable for people. And, and you know, I think that's a great formula how you guys are doing it. Well, you know, uh, again, it kind of goes back to how I was brought up. You know, my, my mother actually raised us with two words, respect and responsibility. She mm-hmm. said, if you know what respect is and if you're a responsible person, you're going to be okay because you're going to do what's right. Yep. Um, and so for me, 
part of it is, is how do we really develop the character that we need to be able to sustain all the challenges that come our way? And so words matter. Yeah. Words matter. And, 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 and so when you can really understand words and you can take the right actions, you can get to where you want to be. And uh, so one of the things that my, my grandfather used to say, hey, Yalman, with the right foundation, you can build as big a house as you want. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, it's about how do we instill these these words like, you know, commitment and sacrifice and, and, and setbacks? How do, how do we help people be able to take those words and really build a solid foundation to be able to stand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strong. And you mentioned your grandfather and uh, I'm going to butcher it. So you're going to have to correct me. But in one of your, I think, last two shows, um, you'd mentioned a uh, saying that he had about um, the graveyard, about how that's like oh, yeah, one of the yeah, poorest places. Yeah, you know, he, he, he actually, uh, he actually said to me, he said, Hey, Almond, you know where the richest place on, on earth is. Yeah. And you know, me again, like I said, I'm kind of nerdy. So I'm like, well, you know, Dubai, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over it in the middle East, you know, where yeah. they're all. And, yeah. and he goes, no son, he says the richest place in the world is a graveyard. And I just kind of stopped, you know what yeah. I mean? And he, and he said, listen, inbound <laughs> i had that turn on no, you're and, good, and he said listen you know there's a lot of dreams in the graveyard there, yeah. there's a lot of things that were supposed to take place and he didn't and, and and a lot of times what happens is of course there's things that we supposed to do in order for someone else to have their blessing yeah and so i just believe like when you don't maximize your potential as a person i mean you, you could be stepping into the blessing of someone else yeah. Um, so that's why our main thing is how do we help people just be the best versions of themselves? Yeah. And, uh, so something else I kind of extrapolated from one of your last shows was, uh, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of, it seemed like it was an epiphany moment. You like were reliving and telling the story about your mom and how fastidious and intentional she was about her shoes. And oh. then it's like you, you had like a God inspiration, like on the show. And I, I was oh. like, that's, that's cool experience right there. Well, I mean, no doubt about it, right? So, so actually, you know, my, my dad was in the military, you know, for for a short while. So, I mean, his his shoes were always immaculate. My yeah. grandfather used to say, "Look, you can tell a lot about a man by his shoes," you know. So, <laughs> so this shoe thing had been in my family for a long time. But my mother, you know, she worked in the cafeteria at my high school. You know, she polished her shoes every single night. Yeah. I mean, didn't miss a night. Um, and not only that, you know, she, she took the shoelaces out and, and she washed them and hand washed them. Mm. And, and, and I mean, and it was, and it was every night and, and it really, it was on that show where I was like, Oh my God, like my mother yeah. literally was setting her agenda every day. Like excellence counted for her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it really mattered. Like it yeah. really mattered to walk in and look the part and be the part. Um, and, and so you can, you know, give all, and, and you think about it, right? She's working in a cafeteria, never made more than $20,000 a year in her life. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, she didn't even have driver's license. Mm. And my mother probably served more, she served more people than I ever will. And I got the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she didn't have that. Yeah. Um, but, but, but that moment, I was kind of like, wow, she, she, she really, you know, led with her life. Like yeah. she, she knew that that mattered, yep. you know, and, and she was grateful. Right. And, uh, so, so I've learned to just be grateful and obedient. 
you know, just just be grateful for all the opportunities that we have and just be obedient. I mean, because at the end of the day, I'm telling you, you're going to do God's will. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's strong, man. And, uh, you know, I, again, like we were saying before, it's just, it's such a blessing to have uh, those spiritual pillars, you know, those uh, folks in your life that you can look to and say, you know, even years down the road, you're able to look back and have this right. experience where your mom clearly led with her life, where she prioritized excellence. And, you know, that spoke to you. It spoke to me. It spoke to everyone else that was hanging out on the show that day. I mean, that's, right. it's, it's just so strong. And, you know, she's, she's, you said she didn't have the internet. Well, she's using the internet through you now. See? Exactly. <laughs> well, well, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, it's through the course of life, you know, man, sometimes you just get off track and, 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 and you know, you, you get lost. And but that's the beauty of having a strong foundation. You know, I always tell everyone when you have a strong foundation, you can get back to center. Yeah. And so for me, the church has always been that no matter what has been going on in my life, no matter how hard it got, I knew it was there. And, mm -hmm. and that and that was the center, but it goes back to foundation. And so that's why for me, it's always about development. Yeah. How do we continually develop people? Because I think when people are really genuinely developed and really have that foundation, man, you can't help but love God. You, yeah. you can't like, bro, it's, it's a byproduct, right? Yeah. Because then you're disciplined, you're focused. Uh, I mean, you read. So mm -hmm. you're in the word. And so to me, it's almost like, look, if I really want people to come to God, the best thing I can do is lead with my life and try to help them maximize their potential. Because when you know your value, then you yeah. find your voice. Mm, you yeah. know, once you know your value, then you find your voice and you start to understand it. Man, there's there's something way bigger than us here. Yeah. And there's some work that we need to do. And, and so let's get busy doing it. Yeah. And tell, tell me about the love letters. Cause that, that, that's a cool thing. That is a cool thing. Tell me about that. Well, well, you know, it, it's funny. It is, again, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's how I grew up. Right. My mother used to say, look, you cannot give what you do not have. Mm. And so her big thing was, I mean, if you don't love you, how can you really love someone else? Yeah. Like if you can't give yourself a hundred percent, how can you really give someone else a hundred percent? And you hear people say that all the time. It's like, you know, I, I, I rather just, you know, love someone else. And, and so, uh, I, you know, I was speaking at one of my corporate events. And so I asked a question. I said, hey, did, how many people by a show of hands ever written themselves a love letter? And I mean, it was this blank stare. And I go, well, I'm sure you like have written a love letter to, you know, your significant other or, you know, to a friend. I mean, we've all received love letters or written mm -hmm. them, right? And uh they were just, no, I go, huh, so let me understand this. So how do you even know what love is? Mm. I mean, you like, like, so how do you even know what you need in order, you know, to be loved? Because you, you've never taken the time to do it. And it's just something that we did, yeah. you know, like we, we reminded ourselves that, hey, we're a work in progress, but, we, you know, we have all these wonderful things that God has given us. And so after that particular session, I just started asking it every time I spoke. And I'm literally, I had asked thousands of people and no one ever said they wrote a letter. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we, we got to do something about this. So I came up with Operation Love Letter. So my birthday is February 15th. So okay. I always make this one could be contained in one day. It had to spill into the next day. Like we know it had to go into the 15th. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said, wouldn't it be nice if we created this Operation Love Letter 
and actually on our website you can download a page to you know to write it um and, and just see and i tell you it sounds like such an easy process mm. but it's really hard because you know yeah. what if you think about it we're really taught not to talk about ourselves yeah think that's about true it. we're conditioned that way we're, we're, we're but my mother used to say hey look average people don't like being reminded that they're average mm. so so there's so many things that happen in our lives that really forces us not to really love us the way we should because people are like well you shouldn't love yourself like that that's conceited and i'm like i don't i don't get that at all because that's how god loves us i mean yeah. and, you know they say i'm a reflection of him and he built me in his image like see in my head I, there's just so many things that i'm like i don't know it's kind of common sense to me but don't know why you don't get it right um so i so a funny story about the love letter is we had um had a kid that I'm mentoring. I say a kid, he's like 30 years old. And uh, played, he played football at University of South Florida. I mean, this guy was a beast, all American. He's about 6'5". Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said to him, I said, uh, hey, Big A, his name's Aaron. I said, hey, Big A, I want you to, to write yourself a love letter. You know, we're doing this Operation Love Letter. He goes, oh, okay, coach, I got that. And I mean, he said it like, no big deal. Yeah. So fast forward, about three weeks go by, and, and he and I and a good friend of ours, uh, Dennis Weber, who was a pastor of this church, we, we do this youth night. And so we're on stage and we're talking about Operation Love Letter because we want the whole congregation to do it. It's before, you know, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Aaron goes, he goes, okay, I have a confession to make. I mean, we're in the pulpit, so you can see this guy. He's 6'5". Yeah. He's like, he's a, he says, I got a confession to make, coach. I'm like, uh, what, what's the confession? He says that Operation Love Letter, he says, man, for three weeks, he said, I would try to start it and I just wad it up and throw it away. He goes, mm. I just I couldn't think of anything that I loved about me. Like he Yeah. And, and to see a guy who and if you ask anybody, he is the salt of the earth, man. He mentors yeah. kids. Like this guy's a giver. But yeah. here he was, he couldn't think of anything that he loved about him. Mm. And he said, finally. I just looked in the mirror and said, Aaron, look how determined you are to write this letter. He wow, said, and that's, that's where good. I started. That's I started good. like, you know what? I'm determined. And then he wrote the letter. So mm -hmm. I tell people, you know, it seems like it's an easy task, but when you really start to do it, man, it's oof, yeah. oof, but it's necessary. And that's so I, 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 you know, I encourage people, if you're not writing yourself a love letter, man, you, you got to dial in about once every quarter and write yourself a love letter. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. don't wait for someone else to do it. Yeah. You know, be, be a big cheerleader for yourself as well. Yeah. That's good, man. And, uh, you know, from listening to your show, I heard that uh, you said that, um, meditation and journaling are a big deal for you. Uh, talk talk to me a little bit about how significant, um, rituals are in living, you know, a high performance, high caliber life that's surrendered to Jesus. Well, I mean, I think those things create discipline. And I think when you when you when you're really trying to to be all that that Jesus wants you to be, right? It takes a lot of discipline mm -hmm. because there's so many days where you may get frustrated or you may get upset. But if you have that discipline of look, at the end of 24 hours, I can always find something positive to say, that means you're going to be a positive thinker. And so the thing about meditating is, is it's about setting your agenda. What do you want your day to look like? You yeah. know? Because if you don't set your agenda, trust me, Andrew, someone else is going to set it for you. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be what you want, right? Yeah. And, and the other thing is, the reason that the journaling is so important is that's how you find what works. Mm -hmm. 
you know, think about it. If, if, if every day you're writing down the things you eat and how you feel and, 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 you know, if you work out, what kind of workouts you're doing, imagine how much information that is after a month. Like yeah. if you just had 30 days of that, right? You can clearly look back and see that, okay, when I ate these types of things, I felt this type of way. When mm -hmm. I worked out this type of way, I did this. Okay, so this day I was more productive. And, and what you literally do is you find your formula. Because yeah. I always tell people one size doesn't fit all. My grandfather mm -hmm. had a saying. He said, look, treat everybody right, but don't you dare treat them the same because yeah. they're different. Mm -hmm. But treat them right. So yeah. that's what journaling does. Journaling helps you treat yourself right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get to me, in my opinion. I think that's how you really get closer to God because yeah. now you're consistent. Yeah. Now you're really consistent. Now you're disciplined. Now you're dialed in. And now you're efficient. So you create time yeah. and now you can use that time to really go out and serve and continue to do the things that he wants us to do. That's good, man. That's good. And, uh, so talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, how, how you, um, intertwine Christ and Christian principles with what you're doing with age and everything. I think for me, it's, it's pretty simple because what I try to do is, you know, is live in a way that says right is right, even if no one's doing it and wrong is wrong, even if yeah. everyone's doing it. Mm -hmm. And so the bottom line for me is when I say maximize your potential, I focus on attitude, behavior and effort. So if I can keep my attitude positive, make the best choices I can with my behavior and give 100 percent effort, then I know that, that that's all I can do. So when I look in the mirror, right, God's going to be like, OK. You, you, you gave all that you have. And I, and I think that's where we need to get to mm -hmm. because some of us like to look at it and go, well, he has more than me or she has more than me. But if you're giving the best attitude, the best behavior and hundred percent effort every day, that's it, brother. Yeah. There's nothing else you can do. You're winning. So God's going to be pleased. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's saying, look, he's not squandering anything we're giving him. Yeah. You that's know? good. He's not leaving anything on the table. Yeah. And so now we can trust him to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that's really how, how you know, when, when I look at age, it's actually age is, is three things. I was fortunate enough, you know, Almond Gunter, so it's the Almond Gunter experience. So you go mm -hmm. age, right? I deal with a lot of athletes. So it's athletes growing exponentially. Oh, cool. And then yeah. it's always give effort. Mm. So it's age three, which, you know, it's the Trinity, brother. So <laughs> there you, you know go. What I can't mean? go wrong. <laughs> Matter of fact, January 1, the new name of the company will be Age 3. Because, wow. that, look, man, I just do what he tell me to do, brother. You see yeah, what I'm saying? I hear that. Um, Good. But, but those three things just kind of evolved and happened. And, mm -hmm. and so I just believe that for me, it's about, look, every day, I don't want to leave anything on the table. I want to yeah. go to bed knowing that, look, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. That's good, man. And uh, so, you know, if you're kind of thinking about, you know, obviously our audience is guys. Um, if you're kind of thinking about, you know, just Joe average out there, a typical guy, um, you know, he's probably working a nine to five. He's probably, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to make the best he can, try to be the best father he can, try to be the best husband he can, um, you know, follow Christ as closely as he can. And uh, he's, he's just, he's feeling bogged down and he's just kind of struggling with it. You know, what, what wisdom would you share with him kind of as he's really just trying to, to, 
to make a way? For me, I would say, look, you got to believe. Yeah. You got to believe. I, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you set these goals, whatever those goals are, and then you don't talk back. You know, I think a lot of time we, we, we set these goals where we want to be closer to God or, or you know, we want to do a different job or we want to be better for our, you know, for our family. But then we talk back. We talk back when things get hard. Right. So when things get hard now, doubt creeps in mm. and, you know, it starts to chip away at our goals and our dreams and the things that we say we want to do. And it starts to tell us that we really don't have the time to do that. And you can't read the Bible today because you got to do all this stuff. Right. And so that talking back then talks us out of our dreams. And I always say, look, you got to talk yourself into your dreams. So mm -hmm. the biggest advice that I would say is you got to believe. Yeah. Like for me, it's a limitless God. Yeah. Like, dude, there's nothing that he can't do. I mean, he's shown it. Like, and there's times in my life where I just go, I think back to when I was in some situations where I thought, oh, my God, how am I ever going to get out of this yeah, but he always delivered. So as my That's mom right. says, you know what? He never late. He's always on time. Mm. So mm. I, so if I'm that guy, you know, just that average Joe, I'm always thinking about. He hasn't failed me yet, mm. because yep. he he woke me up, so he gave me another opportunity, right? So so he's saying, no, you you still got work. There's still time on the clock. Mm. So so that's that's what I always look to. It's like, man, if I wake up. That's a reminder that God ain't done with me yet. Yeah. He, he still feels like I got something to give. Yeah. And that's what I lean on. And I, and I don't talk myself out of it. I just mm. try to keep continually talk myself into my dreams. And the other thing I would say is, man, surround yourself with good people. Mm, that's it's, strong. Hey, you show me your friends. I'll show you your future, brother. Yeah. You show yeah. me who you're hanging out with. I'll show you how this thing going to turn out. Yeah. So for me, it's always being around good people like the professor, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, we've known each other, you know, over a decade, but man, I could not talk to him for a year, but as soon as I talk to him, it's like we talk every day Yeah, because he's good people. I know what his heart is. I know what his heart's all about. I, I know what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that inspires me. That drives me. And And what would you say with that, you know? as we're searching for that iron on iron, where we're looking for, you know, the accountability, the mutual discipleship, just spurring each other, how would you um, kind of encourage and coach guys to intentionally form those bonds and find those guys in their circles? Don't, don't be afraid. Hmm. Don't, don't be afraid, afraid to be first. First, to, first to say, hello, first yeah. to say, you know what, you know, I walk with Christ. You know what I'm saying? Don't yep. don't be afraid. I, I think as guys, sometimes we, you know, we don't like to show our emotions or we don't want to seem too eager on certain things. But what I found is when you lead with your life, you know, and my grandfather used to say all the time, look, Almond, someone has to be first. Mm. Someone yeah. has to be first. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to, to 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 get the kind of friendships that you want, you got to be that type of friend. Put yourself out there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. If, 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 if you know that you are iron, you got to put it out there so people know that you're iron. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how you find it, you know, but I think if you lead with your life, man, it just comes. Yeah. It just comes. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, if you don't mind, share your, share your thoughts on, uh, 
Um, you know, what, when I look out at society, I see, uh, unfortunately, a, a large percentage of guys that are struggling to step up and lead in, lead in their household or lead in their churches or lead in the organizations that they're part of. And, um, there's a lot of different, uh, circumstances that have kind of arrived us at that point. But, uh, if you don't mind share with us your thoughts on, you know, um, how men can step up and fulfill the God ordained leadership roles that he puts us into. I think the biggest way to step up is first, you, you got to seek out your value. You, you got to know that you're worth it. You got to know that you're worthy. And I think, you know, as men, there's a lot of times where we just don't take care of ourselves. We don't take Mm -hmm. care of ourselves health wise. We don't take it. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that we let go because we tell ourselves that we have to take care of the family and we have to do all of these other things. But for me, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is I had to get to that point to where I knew what my value was. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew that that I was special. Again, it goes back to you. You have to believe what it says in the Bible that you yeah. are important. And, and and until you really know that, because think about it as a parent, you have kids and you can see the potential in your kid and you could tell your kid all day about the potential they have. But until that kid realizes that they have that potential, that they are valuable, it never moves forward. And I think as men, we got to get back that to me, that's basics. We got to get back to that basic. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, I'm an Old Testament guy. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I just love the way that, you know, God used Moses and the way that he used Noah. And so when you, when you think about all those flawed men, the one thing they had to do was they had to get to the point to where they knew they were worthy. See, mm-hmm. because they were so flawed, you know. And, and they ask God all the time, who am I? Who who am I to go and say this? Who am I to go lead? You know what I yeah. mean? Yep. Because they weren't sure. But until they got to where they understood their value and they understood, look, God got this. You know, just tell them I am that I am. Mm-hmm. And once they were able to, like, digest that. Yeah. They moved on. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. Job say, look, man, you can curse him, but I'm not. Mm. Because then Job knew his value. Yep. That's so, good. so that's what I look for. I, I think again, as men, sometimes we we look at our flaws and we just can't look past them because we're we're, we're going, how can he love me that much? How how can he still think I'm worthy? You know, because I have all of these flaws. But I think you know, you just have to know your value. Yeah. And believe him when he says that I'm with you to the end of time. You, yeah. you just got to believe that. That's good, man. Um, I had a. Uh, uh, a uh, former pastor that was uh, influential in my life. And uh, he told me some truth a while back that uh, I chose to ignore for a while, but he, he told me that readers are leaders. And uh, I was like, well, I don't like to read. I'm, I'm never going to do that. That's not going to be part of my world. And uh, I, I got to, you know, repent of that and uh, confess that uh, I was wrong for many years. And, uh, you <laughs> yes. know, it, it is significant yes. to read and educate. And uh, I like to know what's uh, influencing the influencers. So let me ask you, what are you reading right now that's just rocking your world, man? I, you know, it's so crazy. I just picked up a book. I just picked up the 1619 Project because, again, mm-hmm. I'm like this history girl and, 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 and I want to know, you know, yeah. for myself. Um, but I, I'm, I'm an old school Zig Ziglar guy mm-hmm. and, uh, and I read tons of Dr. Miles Monroe. 
you know, Dr. Miles on leadership is amazing. Uh, my mentor happens to be Pat Williams from mm -hmm. the Orlando Magic. And, you mm -hmm. know, so I read his books all the time. And Pat's books are so awesome because they're like, you know, how to be like Mother Teresa, how mm -hmm. to be more like Mike. Like, you know, he picks these influential people and, and he picks it apart so you can you can see how they're, again, leading with their lives. So yeah. those are the things that 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 I really read, you know, but right now I'm, I'm in the midst of that 1619 uh, project, just really just trying to devour it and, and, and learn. I mean, at the end of the day, I always tell people life is about information and decision making. Mm. It's the information you receive and the decisions that you make. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it that way, you go, oh, OK. I mean, yeah, because that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. And uh, so, you know, uh, talking about reading, my coach has got me reading right now, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And uh, so if I had to dilute that down into The One Thing, what would be what would be just the like quintessential nugget of wisdom that God has showed you down through the years that if you could only show one thing with the guys today, what would be the one thing that you would want them to really connect with and re resonate with? that he will never leave or forsake you. He will be with you to the end of time. Mm, that's good. And I say that because, you know, I was, I was in Europe running and, and in 1992, um, I was over there and, and, and the Olympic games were going on. So they kind of canceled some meat. So, so here I find myself in Europe, you know, I'm not running, so I'm not making money. And I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, my family's back home and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, we get this call that there's a meet that we got to get to, but you got to have the money to get there. Yeah. And I'm telling you, brother, we, we didn't have it. Yeah. But somehow it appeared. <laughs> mm -hmm. Somehow good. it appeared. And uh, and the guy that I was traveling with, his name was Devlin Dunn. Man, we just kind of looked at each other and, and, and we were quiet the whole way, brother. <laughs> we, we were quiet the whole way because we knew what had just happened there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that is the one thing that that I've held on to is that, oh, man, he will never leave or forsake you. He'll be with you to the end of time. That's so strong, man. That's so strong. Um, do you mind uh, closing us out in prayer? Oh, man, you know it. You know it. I got you. Right. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment with Andrew. I mean, it was so good to be able to fellowship with him. Uh, I mean, I really love what he's doing. Keep blessing him. Keep blessing his heart and his show and just helping men just be better men. Uh, thank you for all that you've done, but all that you're going to do. Uh, mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Alman, um, so I'm sure guys are going to want to connect with you and uh, connect with age, age three here in January. Uh, what's, what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you and, and what you're doing, man? A couple ways, man. Just go to Alman at almondgunterexperience.com. Okay. Uh, and, or listen, man, my cell number, 904-803-1917. I just there put it go. out there, Andrew, because <laughs> it's all blown to God anyway. It ain't mine. You That's, know right. What I mean? That's right. So, uh, so yeah, you can connect with me, you know, just shoot me a text or, you know, shoot me an email and I'll, I'll certainly get back to you. And, uh, we have a lot of work to do. And, That's uh, right. so let's do it. That's good, man. That's good. Well, guys, uh, appreciate y'all tuning in today. Alman, thank you so much for being with us, man. Uh, taking time and hanging out with us and sharing all that wisdom that God has showed to you and, uh, um, just wish you guys all the best. Um, take care, have some fun out there, be successful. We love you. You're sent. Catch you on the next go around later. <laughs>